Alright, let's get this show on the road. <clears throat> I've got a hungry child to feed at home. AKA Rick. <laughs> Sounds like you said Greg. <laughs> like, oh, Greg. Greg. <laughs> Greg! Give my five ho. <laughs> podcast and i'm here with my other host <laughs> i was like and this is sierra i was also like and this is sierra we just doesn't go on but yeah i'm sierra nice to meet you so yeah this is epi 11 are we already on 11 yeah wow we're like really going far we really are i thought we would have gave it up given up by now <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i think we lost this long <laughs> Honestly. And now you're like, shit, now I have to really, like, <laughs> continuously do the rehab. So, how was your week? What are you drinking? Tell me um, all the details. I'm drinking a Dr. Pepper cream soda. Because we didn't have time to get coffee today. Yeah. It's very late. Yes. Another late one. Yeah. It's the day before this is supposed to be posted. So. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come up with a better recording schedule, so we're not, yes. like, so stressed. But we awesome. do have very busy, like, podcasts. Yes. Too, so. Um... <laughs> I don't know if we announced it in our last one, but we are posting every Wednesday now instead of every Monday. I know you posted it on the Facebook page, but I wasn't sure if we Yeah, I realized like after and I also realized because I listened to the podcast after I posted them to make sure they're okay and Oh my god, I jacked up. Did you? I didn't listen to it. Yeah, there's a like it's like the first couple minutes. I don't know what the hell I was doing. I know I was dead ass tired. Um and I must have like when I was combining audios together, when I would mm-hmm. cut out, um, when I would cut out like the bad stuff that we didn't want to put in there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think I might have overlapped. So it's like you speak, but you don't finish like the very last word of the sentence. Yeah. I honestly, I don't listen to our episodes. Yeah. I'm thinking I should probably, when I get time, if I can go back and just fix that and clean it up a little bit better. It's just a couple seconds, like seconds, more like minutes. But yeah, um, yeah. So I do apologize for that very trashy, classy, and then the very ending. I never uh, turned down the volume for our music over our <laughs> outro, so it gets really loud and you can barely see oh, everything. Nice. So it's really nice. It's a okay. it's a class A editing. But yeah, so I want to formally apologize. Yeah, I want to apologize too, even though I didn't listen well, to it mess. and I didn't know that it was messed but up. But yes, we did forget to announce that we are now posting on Wednesdays yes. because we just want a little extra time to be able to edit things. And we're going to be starting a new kind of like recording schedule, hopefully yeah, by so next we can week. So that way be we can be a little more on top of things. Yeah, so we're kind of a little bit more of a head yes. rather than doing. Yeah, we're recording yeah. like the day or a few days before the episode. So like these are very like. This is today's Tuesday, 
August 2nd. This is going to come out Wednesday, August 3rd. 3rd. Yeah. <laughs> so and we're in a little bit of a rush, and it'll also give us more time, like, if we're ahead on our recordings, to really research a little bit more, which I think will be yeah, good. Yeah, because I feel like sometimes, like, I just, like, last night, I mean, I, if I got the full story of what I'm going to be sharing, but yeah. it's just I feel like I definitely could have dove more into other things, yeah. and I want to be able to give, like, the full story, the proper information, yeah. and really kind of, like, deep dive into things that way, like, especially for, like, the people, the, the victims of these crimes. I mean, we do more than just crimes, but especially those, I want to make sure that I'm giving, like, a good story to kind of represent uh, yeah. what has happened. Yeah. So, you know. Also, Morbid, I don't know if you listen to Morbid, but they're posting their Jack the Ripper series. It's four parts, possibly five. So good. Really? Yes. Mine sucks. <laughs> no, mine wasn't that bad. Yours is good. Yours is very informational. Thank you. I'm very tired, and tomorrow's my day off, and I'm very excited. When's your day off? Saturday. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just, since, like, Friday we've been we've been going yeah no we really have not with just like podcast stuff but just like our own personal lives yeah. because if you don't know this um or ha- or if this just happens to be the first episode you're listening to we are sisters yeah um, so we attend so a, we attend a lot, a lot of, of the same things. events we also work together yes so so um you know we, it's just been a busy week just not like work related but just like our own personal stuff that we've yeah. had been going on and just and trying work. to like yeah and it's just <laughs> just everything so just a busy life but i'm definitely going to take tomorrow to hopefully because tomorrow i've already designated as i'm not doing anything i'm just gonna clean and that's it Good i'm not going day. anywhere mm-hmm. i'm not doing anything yep i'll clean up because i always clean on my day off i always do laundry on my day off Get into it. Just get into it. Grab your coffees. Grab your comfy blanket. Yeah. Put your in a boat. We really need to start getting our coffees again. Because I really yes. think that's just killing our vibe. It's only been two episodes, but it definitely puts a damper on the yeah. situation. Yeah, so next episode we will have coffee and we will yes. be more prepared. Yes. Yes. We're going to have a whole schedule. We're going to be super duper yeah. organized. And we're going to get need, like shit together. We're going to, I got plans, okay? And tomorrow you're going to be getting a lot of things from me. Okay. So be ready. Okay. Be ready. Okay. okay. Break! Let's do this! <laughs> Wait, let me get a sip of my soda, even though I'm not the one talking. So, um, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. All right. Woohoo! All right. So, John Bonet, Patricia Ramsey. Um, she was born on August 6th, 1990, in Atlanta, Georgia. She was an American child beauty queen who was found dead in the basement of her family's home at the age of six years old. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So it's a little bit um, extra upsetting. I shouldn't say extra upsetting, not the that's regular a child. crimes. But, you know, sometimes the children one are a little... They really... Because yeah. that's just such an innocent... Yeah. Young they haven't child. gone through anything yeah. in life They haven't yet. experienced life. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of a brief overview... The autopsy showed that John Bonet's cause of death was asphyxiation by strangulation and a craniocerebral trauma to her skull, uh, meaning a gash in her skull, mm-hmm. that it was kind of like cracked open. Okay. So John Bonet's parents are John and Patsy Ramsey. She also has a younger brother named Burke, uh, who was nine at the time. Uh, John, her father, was a businessman. 
and was the president of a computer software company called Access Graphics. John's first marriage ended in 1978, where he had two other children from his first marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he ended up marrying, divorcing, and then marrying Patsy. And then they had their two children, John Bonet and Bert. I wonder how they came up with her name. I don't really know. Um, it's a very interesting name. Now, I've heard of this story, like, many years ago. I mm-hmm. knew she was a female, but the very first time I heard it, I'm thinking, like, an older guy named yeah, it's John a Yeah, ve- it just sounds very... Yeah. So, John uh, moved the family to Boulder, Colorado, which was where the headquarters of Access Graphics were. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of where the crime takes place. Okay. So, this, unfortunately, was the day after Christmas that this happened oh. on December 26, 1996. Uh, John Bonet's mother, Patsy Ramsey, told authorities that she had realized her daughter was missing when she found a two-and-a-half-page handwritten ransom note on the staircase in her kitchen. Wow. So this is what the note said. Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We do respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills, and the remaining $18,000 will be in $20 bills. Very specific. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be well rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money, and hence, an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instructions will result in immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, a tech, will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement, countermeasures, and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter. If you try to outsmart us, follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to be... Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory SBTC. So police stated that the note seemed unusually long Mm -hmm. and staged, and the only fingerprints on the paper were those of Patsy Ramsey's and the police who handled the note. The note was even written on a notepad and a pen that was from the Ramsey's residence. Mm. The allegations that Patsy Ramsey wrote the note were actually eventually put to rest when a federal court ruled it very unlikely that Patsy wrote the letter 
after six certified handwriting experts examined the note. Okay. And actually decided that that was not her handwriting. Okay. Well, that's good. So I'm just going to get that right off the table. Yeah. So we're just going to toss that right aside. The only family member in the home at the time of JonBenet's death was mother, father, Patsy, and John, and JonBenet's nine-year-old brother, Burke. Even though the ransom note stated to not contact police or friends, Patsy contacted the police at 5.52 a.m. and also called family and friends about the situation. Mm. Uh, The police arrived to the Ramsey house within three minutes of the phone call, which I think is a pretty good response time, in my opinion. Um, But I also feel like it's because it's such a higher class neighborhood and stuff like this doesn't really happen so uh during their search of the home they did not find any signs of forced entry since john bonnet was still missing her father did start to make arrangements to pay the ransom since the police at the time believed that john bonnet was kidnapped the only room that was sectioned off to protect any evidence was john bonnet's bedroom yeah i didn't really understand that either because i feel like just because she was possibly kidnapped from her bedroom that doesn't mean that the person didn't walk through the whole yeah, house and they supposedly used this notepad and pen from their exactly. own house you know yeah. so there was no other precautions to ensure other parts of the house were contained to preserve evidence Family and friends came over to visit the Ramseys, were touching all parts of the house, and even were, like, cleaning off the kitchen countertop just, like, to, like, Yeah, that's nice. very, like... And they actually helped, like, pick up, like, any messes around the house. Yeah, the police should have put an end yeah. to that right then and there. That was a big mess up on their yes. part. And that is kind of, like, one of the main reasons that people state that this case is still a cold case is because it was not properly handled at the very beginning. Yeah. But that the issue with that, too, is that they were not capable of handling this type of crime because they didn't really have, like, a homicide department because it was such a small um, police station. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I feel like it's just common sense. Like, you don't let people just walk around the entire crime scene. Yeah, you would think that it would be, but I guess not. Yeah. So, at 8 a.m., Detective Linda Arndt arrived with expectations of someone to call and demand for the ransom but no call ever came at 1 p.m john ramsey and a friend uh a family friend his name was fleet white mm-hmm. decided to walk around the house to see if there was anything that was out of place or not you know something anything unordinary they started their search in the basement where john had unlatched a door that officer french had overlooked during their original search for evidence and he actually found john Bonet's lifeless body on the floor oh my goodness her mouth was uh, duct taped and a nylon cord was found wrapped around her neck and wrists and her torso was covered in a white blanket. How do you overlook a locked door like that? Like an entire basement? Yeah, I know. Very, very sloppy. Very sloppy, yeah. John picked up his daughter's body, which further contaminated the area, unfortunately. But, I mean, under circumstances. It's a grieving father. Yeah. Yeah. Both parents handed over DNA samples to the police, and both parents, including their nine-year-old son, Burke, actually participated in preliminary interviews with the police. So they were totally, from my understanding and in my opinion, they were totally, like, 100% open to anything that would help figure out who murdered their daughter. Okay. So the full autopsy revealed that there was no direct answers if rape had occurred, but there was, unfortunately, injuries to her private areas. Mm. So, um, due to the contamination of the DNA and stuff, they could not really fully 100% 
give a yes or no answer. So um, DNA was found in that area. Okay. Except also what they also found were particles from a cloth that almost like looked to be used to like wipe off the area. Oh, okay. So there's like white particles of some type of cloth that was used, but they did find like actual DNA as well. Okay. So a garret was made out of nylon and a broken paintbrush. So when I like searched the like what a garret is, yeah. it's basically a like strangulation device torture thing that oh, you can great. make out of nylon and wood. Okay. So there was Okay, so it was made out of nylon and it was also part of it was a broken paintbrush handle mm-hmm. that was used to strangle her to death. Um, John Bonet's stomach revealed that she had eaten pineapple shortly before her death, but neither parents can recall giving John Bonet pineapple at all within like okay, those that's kind of weird. Hours. Yeah, especially because she's six. Like you normally know what your six-year-old yeah. ate. Now, in the crime scene photos, did show a bowl of pineapple and a spoon on the kitchen table mm-hmm. with only Burke Ramsey's fingerprints on the bowl. That was kind of one of the things that possibly introduced because they went for the parents then yeah. they started to kind of go for Burke a little bit. But he's what nine? Yes. You think he would know how to make a strangulation device? Yeah I know. So the parents stated that Burke slept through the whole night until he was awoken several hours after the police arrived mm-hmm. so they're kind of saying like he was sleeping the whole time. Yeah. Couldn't be him you know. So, in December of 2003, DNA was taken from JonBenet's underwear and was actually able to come up with a male DNA profile. Okay. So, the DNA profile proved to not be DNA from any of the Ramseys. So, John, Patsy, and Burke did not belong to them okay. at all. There was no chance. Like, okay. zero. So, the DNA contained more than 1.6 million DNA profiles, but unfortunately, the samples did not match with any profiles that were in the database. Which always seems to happen in yeah, cases. It's always, yeah. So in October 2016, a new forensic analysis showed that the original DNA contained genetic mar- uh, genetic marker for two individuals other than John Bonet. So it's kind of basically saying that there could have possibly been two killers. Okay. The paintbrush handle and the nylon cord used to strangle John Bonet also had traces of six separate DNA samples. And these same DNA samples showed up throughout the house, which was believed to belong to the killers or killer. But unfortunately, a lot of those DNAs went pretty much unable to be used because of how much contamination there yeah. was throughout the whole house, yeah. except for John Bonet's bedroom. Yeah. So at the beginning of the investigation, up until October of 1997, John and Patsy were actually main suspects in John Bonet's case. Mm-hmm. So during the initial investigation, there were many errors in this case that caused a lot of backlash and delays in the case possibly being solved. Uh, there was loss and continuation of evidence, lack of experienced staff that knew how to handle a homicide, evidence shared with the Ramses that shouldn't have been shared with them at the time, mm-hmm. and um, detailed info interviews with the parents. So a retired detective named Lou Smith came out of retirement to actually help the investigation. Um, And Lou actually found a lot of evidence that pointed away from the Ramseys. So Lou was unsuccessful on getting the Boulder District Attorney to agree with him that the evidence did not point towards the Ramseys. Mm -hmm. Uh, They say that the main reason that the the DA and Lou were totally opposite 
was because I guess there was a lot of bad, like, history between the DA office and the police at the time. Which just sucks, because, like, yeah. it's regarding, like, a little girl and the murder of a little girl. Yeah, I know. You know? It's like, just... they're gonna let something stupid like that mm-hmm. like, mess it all away. up. Yeah. yeah. So, September 15th, 1998, a grand jury was put together to indict the Ramses on charges of placing a child at risk in a way that led to their death. Also obstructing a murder investigation. So they were going to try to charge the Ramses with putting John Bonet at risk that ultimately led to her death. Mm-hmm. And also for obstructing the murder investigation. They're gonna try to indict. Okay, but like you should be talking to your police force because there's they're the ones who let yes. them walk all Although over. Although there was literally no evidence showing that they had anything to do with the death of their daughter. They yeah. were going to try to... Yeah, what do you have death. that would prove as any like, liable evidence? Exactly. So, because the Boulder County DA could not prove the Ramseys guilty beyond a reasonable doubt yeah. due to lack of evidence, the Ramseys were not prosecuted of their alleged crimes that led to John Bonet's death. So that whole idea was just tossed right out the window because it wasn't even possible. Yeah. So by December 26, 2002, a new DA actually took over the investigation and her name was Mary Lacey. And she did agree that the evidence pointed more towards there being an intruder rather than the Ramsey's being involved. Okay, so maybe we can get somewhere. Yes. So by July 9, 2008, a new DNA testing technique fully extended, or sorry, fully extended Looted all Ramsey family members as not being suspects of John Bonet's death. So from 1996 all the way up until 2002, they were still classified as main suspects of their daughter's death. Yeah, and that's like that's so much like you're just losing more and yeah, more. Yeah, just wasting like, time. There's nothing pointing to them yet. They're still trying. Like you know, they could have been doing so many other things, looking at so many other people. Yeah, yeah. When they wasted how many years on two people who are clearly not, not it. Yeah, I agree. So by October of 2010, the Boulder Police reopened John Bonet's case as a cold case, where new interviews were conducted, um, but unfortunately led to no further leads to close the case. So there's two main theories as to how and why John Bonet Ramsey was murdered. So one is that her family killed her and tried to cover it up with an intruder story. There has been stories of Patsy hitting John Bonet in a fit of rage after a bedwetting episode and then strangled her own daughter to cover it up after mistakenly thinking that she was already dead. But the fail to this story is that Patsy has literally no record of any signs of being violent or having uncontrolled. I was gonna say, is there any like? And there's been no cases of any uh, abuse. Is there any witnesses who have, like, you know, come forward saying or anything? Nope. Nothing. Okay. Uh, JonBenet's brother actually later said that they didn't even get spanked, nothing of the sort, nothing close, nothing near laying a finger on us, let alone killing your child. Okay. So, he said, like, my mom did not, like, yeah. beat the shit out of us. Yeah. So. I feel like if he, you know, as he got older, he probably, probably, you know, if not, you know, 100%, but he would... He would come forward and say, like, yeah, like, we got beat up or, you know. Yeah, there was a interview that I watched of him, and I kind of feel bad for him because the 
his parents really tried to keep him out of the limelight of of the case and mm-hmm. all the media that were like literally surrounding their house. Yeah. And try to keep his life as normal as possible to an extent because yeah. I mean obviously you can't just be like oh your sister is just yeah disappear the gone. memory you know like not like you know but just really try to keep his life as normal as possible and he had his first interview like. 20-something years after the crime had happened yeah. uh, with Dr. Phil, and you could just tell, like, how uncomfortable he is, and I just felt so bad because people were seeing it, him as, like, seeing it as him smiling while he was talking about his sister's death, yeah. but, like, his face, it just, like, and somebody now, like, did an analysis of the video, yeah. and was like, he's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, he's just Well, he, really it happened when he was situation. nine years old, he's getting questioned on all yeah. these things he probably has no recollection yeah. of. Yeah. You know? So, many interviews with the police and Burke showed that he was a relatively normal child and was happy and healthy. A child psychologist also stated a similar outlook, and the police never suspected Burke as a killer, despite news headlines saying that Burke's, uh, that Burke had involvement in killing his sister. See, that's, like, another thing, too. Like, you're going on a show like Dr. Phil, and you've had... Like you probably you might not have known as a nine year old, but you now know as a twenty nine year old or something that you were headlining as a killer at yeah, nine well, years old. Yeah, there was um, an interview with John Burke or John, sorry, John Ramsey, the father. Yeah. Um, and he said like his mom, so Patsy and and Burke, they had to like pretty much like secretly run out of the house just to get to the grocery store because of how much. Uh, media, like media was outside. Yeah, like that's the thing. And like, he saw a, he saw a magazine headline saying that he had killed his sister. Yeah, and, and that's at, like at nine years old. That's what he saw. Yeah, yeah, you know, you're going in, like even at you know almost thirty years old, like you were still like that's kind of traumatic to yeah. go through. So the story of Burke killing his sister, um, goes that. He had striked his sister in the head with a heavy object, which they were possibly stating could have been a flashlight, after she stole a piece of pineapple from his bowl. And then, basically, the parents made the ransom letter to try to cover it up to protect their now only child. But that doesn't explain, like, the strangulation and the possible things that could have happened, like sexual assault or whatever could have happened to her, like... If they were trying to cover it up, they wouldn't have done it in that manner. Yeah, so this story was actually, like, publicized by CBS News, Mm -hmm. and there was a lot of lawsuits after that was put to, because obviously there was not really any solid evidence against that theory at all. Yeah, well, yeah, there is no evidence against, like, you know. Mm -hmm. So the very last theory is that an intruder entered their home, and killed John Bonet. This is the more reasonable theory because on the night of the murder, there were two windows that were left open. Okay. Slightly open, I should say. Um, one was open, allowing the electrical cords to the Christmas lights to pass through the windows so that they would light up outside. Yeah. Um, as well as a broken basement window and an unlocked door. The theory is that the intruder entered through the broken basement window which this entryway was actually questionable because there were still cobwebs and, like, undisturbed around the window. Yeah. So it didn't really show signs of someone coming through there. Yeah. 
but there was also two other entryways. Yeah, so, so they could have gotten in. Yeah, that's yeah. not the only option. Yeah. Um, so during the main investigation, the intruder was believed to enter Dombonet's room and then drag her down to the basement where she was then killed. Well, like, did the family not hear anything? I mean, like, if that's really... Nope. That's, like... And the only reason that Patsy knew her daughter was missing is because she found the letter when she went into the kitchen. Yeah, so that's that's the only thing that kind of throws me off. Like, you, nobody heard anything. Like, if they're claiming they dragged her down to the basement, you know, there would have been some kind of noise or, like, yeah, something. I don't know. Like, if you were aware enough to know that your nine-year-old slept through the entire night, but you weren't aware enough to know that your six-year-old was dragged down to the basement, that's the only thing that throws me off. I don't think that they did it, but it's just kind of a question that I have. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. There's definitely, like, kind of, like, some wishy-washy signs yeah. of both sides. Um, but with that new, like, genetic DNA that they brought out, yeah. they're hoping that that may possibly solve the case. Hopefully. Um, and unfortunately, past, uh, Patsy had died, um, I think it was, like, early 2000s due to ovarian cancer. Um, so she was not really able to get or see justice, uh, yeah. for her daughter. Yeah. But the father and, uh, the son, Burke, are still currently alive, which well, is good. Well, hopefully they can get some justice. I don't really want to say like closure i guess kind of closure mm-hmm. but you know there's always going to be something you know yeah yeah that is a very big impact on their lives mm-hmm. yeah no for sure so that is the case of john benet patricia Ramsey. so we hope you guys have a wonderful evening night yes. day whatever whenever you're listening and we will catch you on the flip side and we will see you at episode 12 yes yes bye, bye. Hey guys, Kirsten here from Killers Crime and Coffee. Don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Killers Crime and Coffee, a true crime and paranormal podcast, Instagram at Killers Crime Coffee Pod, and you can also visit our website, killerscrimecoffee.wixsite.com. Feel free to email us uh, your story suggestions and feedback at killerscrimecoffeepod at gmail.com. Make sure to also follow our friend Kobe, who made our awesome intro music on Instagram at kobe.conrad with four Ds, where you can find a link to his music. Make sure to find us on Spotify and Amazon Music. Bye!